0: Hey friends, welcome back to the Modern Christian Podcast. It is me, your host, Shania Robinson, and I'm so glad that you have decided to join me. This is episode four. Listen, if this is your first time listening to me, I just have to tell you that we're officially friends now. Yep. The first time you listen to me, the first time you jump on the podcast, you become my friend and there's nothing you can do about it. And I hope that something I say encourages you, it uplifts you, it inspires you, because that's the goal, to create a community where everybody is welcome. And if you're returning, well, thanks for coming back. I so appreciate you. Listen, this was, this was, this topic I actually recorded in like February. I'm very big, like, so when the Holy Spirit starts to download stuff into me, I kind of jump on my voice the most, especially if I'm driving or I don't know I'm in a situation and I can't just like write it down or speaking too fast. Um, and I had actually recorded this in February, and I have been trying to find time to sit down and actually like do a full out episode, um, but I just couldn't find the time. Like so many things started to happen, and I couldn't find the time. To just, you know, sit down and like fully wringing it out. And I feel like it was intentional. I know it was. I know it was intentional. Because now in the current state of the world, I'm like, all right, God, your people need to hear this. Like somebody needs to hear this. I mean, we're pretty much all on quarantine, right? We are practicing social distancing. And the best way or one of the best ways to occupy your time is to listen to a podcast. And I'm thankful that it's this podcast. And I really hope that that it can ease some anxieties and some fears um, and even some of the pressures. So episode four is detours. I was coming back from my sister-in-law's house. And she lives pretty far. She lives about an hour away from me. Um, and it just so happens we were actually coming back from a doctor's appointment for my oldest daughter. And she, it happened to be in her area. So I was coming back from her house. And I'm really not familiar with her area because it's an hour away. Like, I don't really go there often enough to be. So, listen, I'm directionally challenged. Like, Sarah Palin directionally challenged. You know, remember what you said, like, oh, Russia's in my backyard. Like, Like, geography was not my strong suit, okay? I'm a very intelligent individual, but geography, we just don't get along. Like, if I need to know where something is, I need to look at a map. Because if I don't look at a map, I'm not I won't be able to tell you. You know what? I, I know how to get home. I know <laughs> I can tell you all the northern states in order because I've driven up the East Coast plenty of times. Um, but for the most part, geography isn't my thing. And so I often, you hear me? I've been in Atlanta for 10 years. I use my GPS every day. Like if I have to go somewhere that is not in my immediate surroundings. I'm using my GPS, because I don't know, and I could have been there before, and I'm still going to use my GPS, and I, this isn't the first time I've been to my sister-in-law's house, but I still have to use my GPS, <laughs> I still had to use my GPS, so, um, we, we get on, I get on the highway, right, and I'm supposed to be taking 75, and I, like, and You got to understand the highways in Atlanta. It's so confusing. Like 285 goes every direction. How can one highway go north, east, west, and south? I mean, 285 is a circle. And then, anyway, it's it's confusing. And I was supposed to get on this highway, right? And if I took this highway, I would go straight home. But then I get on the highway. And I'm in bumper-to-bumper traffic. Like, I spent an hour in traffic just trying to get on the highway. So I have my GPS on. My GPS is directing me. And it's directing me to take a detour. Because the way that I want to go, the way that I'm comfortable going, the way that I kind of know but I don't really know, is blocked. It keeps sending me alerts, hazard up ahead, hazard up ahead, hazard up ahead. And I can't see what the hazard is. All I know is that we are in a stand still. I got three kids in the car with me, y'all, okay? And, like, they're tired. They've had a long day. They really didn't want to leave because they was playing with their cousins. And we was all having a grand old time. But I was trying to get home because I was exhausted. I was, like, exhausted, exhausted, like, fighting sleep, exhausted, because we just had, it just been a rough weekend. And um, it was really a rough couple of days, to be honest. And I was like, I need to get home. And I really just, I know that had I stayed on the highway, I would have gotten quicker, but I couldn't because it was blocked. So my GPS is now taking me on a detour. And, you know, sometimes, well, if you're like me, you know, I will open and close my GPS a couple of times to see. I got that from my husband because he does that all the time because he hates traffic. But I open and close it just to see, like, are you going to take me another way? Or is there not a quicker way to get here? Like, why am I taking on these detours? Now, mind you, I'm in an area in which I don't know. And that that created some anxiety because I didn't know where I was. I knew where I was going, right? I knew my end destination was home. Like, that's where I'm supposed to go. And I'm trying to get there. And all these things are blocking me. And now I have to take a detour. And I want to take this detour because the detour is going to take longer. And I'm trying to get home because I'm tired. Because I'm tired and I got three whole kids in the backseat. And they're trying to get home because they're tired too. So I'm on this detour. I finally, after an hour, I finally get off the highway to, to actually get on the detour, which is taking me. And now it's taking me through all these back roads. All these side streets, I went under this underpass, these neighborhoods that I've never been in. The whole situation is sketchy, right? Because I was born in the hood. I was born in the South Bronx. But, you know, we, that's like people are comfortable in their own hoods. I'm uncomfortable in other people's hoods because I don't really know about your hood. And I'm going to stick out like a sore thumb because I'm not from your hood. And like my GPS was taking me through these, these murky waters. And so, I mean, to the point where I'm, like, making sure my doors are locked and all kind of stuff. Um, So, I began to get nervous because I don't know where I'm at. I I know I'm trying to get home, but I have no idea where I'm at. And the only thing I can rely on is GPS. And it's telling me turn left and point two miles, turn right. And it's just turn and turn and turn and then go straight and then turn. And then at one point, I got confused because what it was telling me to do, I tried to do, but somehow, you know, like, I couldn't see the sign correctly, and I turned around, and I know where I was, and then it's like rerouting, 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 and then sometimes, you know, your GPS, depending on where you are, so if you don't know, a GPS stands for Global Positioning System, and it works via satellite, and so the satellite pinpoints your location through uh, a process called, um, I think it's like tritulation or something like that. I forgot, it's some long traileration, tra- 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 whatever. It pinpoints your location. And so sometimes something could be blocking it and it's like rerouting and the satellite is trying to like catch up because now you've gone the wrong way. And so I went the wrong way and it's trying to reroute me and it's trying to reroute me and it's not giving me directions, it's just telling me to proceed to the route. And it says proceed to the route and the route is the original route in which it told you to go. And so I'm frustrated. I got screaming kids. I'm getting turned around. My GPS is like, proceed to the route, proceed to the route, proceed to the route. And I didn't like the way I didn't I didn't like the way it was taking me. I didn't like the way it was taking me. I was uncertain. It gave I was I was getting anxious. I'm like, I just I just want to get on this highway. I have no idea where I am. I don't know if I'm closer to my destination or if I'm further away to my destination because I did to make so many left and right turns. And then finally, I get on the highway. Finally, I make it to the highway. And the beauty of it is when I make it to the highway, I have surpassed everything that was blocking me. All of those hazards and all of those roadblocks are no longer there. So the highway is free and um, it was a standstill, but now I'm back on track to get home. But reality is I was never off track. If I really sat and think about it, I was never off track. I was just taking a detour. My destination never changed. The GPS still had my address in it. This whole time it had my address in it. So it knew ultimately where I wanted to go. And I knew ultimately that it knew where I wanted to go. It was just that it was taking me. My my straight shot that I thought I was going to take Turned into all of these twists and turns and curves and sketchy neighborhoods and murky waters and suspect underpasses. And I was like, what? But I got back on track. The thing is, I had to rely on the thing that knew where I was going. Well, that's God, right? God has your whole life planned out already, okay? Your entire life is already planned. He, according to Jeremiah 29 and 11, where it says, I know the plans I have for you. It says, you, before, you know, while you were in your mother's womb. Well, you guys got to read Jeremiah 29. Um, it says, while you were in your mother's womb, I knew you. And so, your plans, your purpose is already planned out. God knows exactly where you're going. He knows the destination. My GPS knew my destination. And I had to rely on it to get to where I was going. And sometimes God will give us an end destination, but he won't tell us the journey. He's He won't ahead of time, right? He won't tell us every twist and turn that we're going to take. He'll just say, start walking. And so you'll think you're supposed to be going one way and then boop, you get a detour, And you're like, what are you detouring me for? And detours are uncomfortable. Detours are uncomfortable because there's a level of uncertainty with the detour. You thought you were going this way. And now he detoured you when you're going this way. You thought you were going to be this. You thought you were supposed to get this job. Know exactly the journey. And I had never been this way. And I thought I was going to go straight on 75. But nope. And I had my children with me. And that was the other scary part. I had my children with me and my children were depending on me. They were depending on my skills, my ability, my know-how, trusting me that I can get us back home safely. I had people depending on me to be able to understand and read my GPS to get us home. Just like there are people who are depending on your obedience. They need your obedience to get to where they need to get to. And that's something that we forget. The detours are frustrating and and they're confusing. And sometimes God will show you the end result, but he's not going to show you how you get there. And you think you're going one way, but you're not. You know your cause. You know your purpose. You think the promotion is coming, but it doesn't. He gave you a word over your life or he gave you a word over your business. And he said... You're going to be the one to break poverty off of your family and this business is going to be fruitful, but you're a year in and you have no sales. You're a year in and you're losing money instead of making money. You're on a detour. He told you that your child was going to be saved, but they still in the world. He told you that that family member member was going to be off drugs, but you just had to take them back to rehab. He told you that your marriage was going to be the catalyst in the culture to change other marriages, but you're on the brink of divorce and you can't stand your spouse. Detours. He gave you the destination. He spoke a word over you, but you can't see it right now because you're on a detour. The end result is still the same. And I get the frustration because I was, I was like, why? If I'm not gonna get home, why am I gonna stay on this route? I was trying to get home at a specific time frame, and that's why I kept playing with the GPS. It's why I kept cutting it off, cutting it back on, and exiting out and coming back in, thinking that it was gonna give me another route to get there quicker. Because I didn't want to go no longer route because I was tired. I wanted to go home. But see, the thing is. You can't see what's ahead. God can My GPS warned me said hazard, hazard. I never saw the hazards. Because my detour took me around the hazard to get me to my destination safely. Remember, my destination never changed. The route in which I had to get to my destination, that's what changed. And although it's frustrating and it can be confusing and there's a level of uncertainty, You can't see what God can see. God knows the hazards ahead of you. He knows the blocks ahead of you. He knows. He already knows because He has the plans already. You just have to trust it. The same way I had to trust that my GPS was taking me where I needed it to take me, you got to trust that God knows what He's doing and that He's going to take you exactly where He said He was. God is not slack on his promises. And if he began to work in you, he's going to finish it to completion. Because that's what his word says. That's his promise. That's what his word says. He is faithful to complete the work he began in you. And one thing, another thing I learned while I was on this detour is that my time and God's time are not the same. I wanted to be home. Because I wanted to, like, there was a series of things I had to get done that day. I wanted to be home by 5.30 so I can get a little nap in before I started to cook dinner. And, you know, it was a weekend and then we had homework to do. And, and it was just so many things. I'm like, I need to get home by this time because I'm so tired. And I was really, really tired. Like, to the point where I was afraid I was, like, I was fighting sleep. I was so tired, right? But the time that I planned to get home and the time that I got home was completely different. And I know that with all the current events, and even right now what's going on with this outbreak, but even before that, you know, when when this was happening, Kobe Bryant and, and you know the other people in the helicopter, the belly family, and uh, the Hauser family, that plane, their helicopter crashed just a cart, and it was a, a level of fear of and questioning of, you know, how much time do I have left? Because that kind of happens when we see that people who are in our age range and our generation, they, they go on to be with the Lord. And we're, it kind of, if you're not firmly planted, even if you are, I mean, let's be real, we're human. Um, sometimes it makes you wonder what your time frame looks like, you know, and we have to remember that our time is not God's time. He knows exactly how long you need to be here in order for your purpose to be fulfilled. In order for you to finish the work that he has for you on this earth. He knows exactly how long you need to be here. God is beyond time. And our schedule and his schedule do not look the same. And what is a day for us is a second for him. Our time is literally in his hands. So there is no rush, and as long as you are walking in His will, as long as you are being obedient to what He's called you to do, and you're doing what He's told you to do, you're not going to run out of time. But we, it, it's easy to get anxious when we kind of look at what's going on in the world and we take our eyes off God. And so I was anxious, I was frustrated, you know, because I'm like, I'm, I'm ready to go home. And I was just so tired. And then, you know, I just started talking. to so I'm like, God, I'm really tired. And I just got this breath of air. And all of a sudden, I just became energized. And I was able to, of course, we got home safely by the grace of God. Sometimes we forget how much of a blessing it is to return home safely. But we returned home safely. And he just He gave me the energy I needed to complete my day. Um, because I was worried about that, too. <laughs> Um, and what I love about God is that even if we're on a detour that he didn't create, even if we're on a detour because we were disobedient, if we're on a detour because we thought we heard something and we didn't hear it, um, if we're on a detour because we just created a mess, he's still kind enough and merciful enough and faithful enough and gracious enough to pick us right back up and put us right back on our spot right back on the path in which he wanted us to be on it may take longer because you took an extra detour (laughs) that you caused but even if you cause it he's still faithful enough to get you back on track so what do you do what do you do when you get weary when you get tired when you get confused when you get anxious you hold on to this promise you hold on to the word that he gave you, even when it doesn't look like it, even when you're on the detour, even when he said you're gonna be the CEO of this company, but you're still a janitor. You hold on to his promise. Because remember, our time and his time aren't the same. Moses was 40 years old when God called him to do what he did, to set an entire generation of people free. Abraham was a hundred. I was reading, I was studying Romans today. And it talks about Abraham's faith and, and how God accounted to him righteousness because he believed. He believed beyond his age. He believed beyond what he could see. He believed that God could still do it even though he was 100 and his wife was 90. He still believed. Jesus, wasn't, it, Jesus was 33. Don't allow the culture and the society that we live in to make you feel like you're missing out or it's too late or... You're, you, you know, you've, you've missed the mark because that ain't true. That ain't true. That ain't what the word says, so that ain't true. And when you get tired, he'll give you strength. When you get exhausted, when you get discouraged, just hold on to that promise. Keep a picture in your mind of where, and I know it's hard. It's hard when everything you're looking at looks completely different, like, Our current situation, there's uncertainty is scary if you are not anchored in Jesus. Uncertainty is scary. But because I'm anchored in the one creator of the heavens and the earth, the one who created this universe, I'm anchored in him. My faith is anchored in him. He got me and he got you too. And you got to understand that you're on... You're on a detour for a reason. That's how I was studying in John 4, right? And John 4 is cool because John 4, John is one of the gospels. So there's four gospels. Matthew, Mark, Luke. Wait a minute. John is not a gospel. Matthew, Mark, Luke, X, and John. Matthew, Mark, Luke, X, John. I don't think John's a gospel, y'all. Maybe it is the gospel. I don't know. Matthew, Mark. No, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and X, those are four gospels. Yeah, it's late. Like, forgive me. Charge it to my, my mind and not my heart. Um, I was reading John 4. How about that? Let's go there. I was reading John 4. And John 4 is when Jesus goes to Samaria. So this is interesting. So Jesus was leaving Judea and he was going to Galilee. And in between Judea and Galilee is Samaria. But Jesus was a Jew. And the Jews don't really mess with the Samaritans. And it's all because Assyria um, captured like the ten, the ten northern tribes of Jerusalem, I believe. And so they took them into captivity. And they moved the Gentiles into that land. And then the Gentiles mixed with the Jews that were left. And they became the Samaritans, right? Okay. I, the way I read I gotta read the Bible to make it make sense to me. So I feel like it's more like biracial, right? Like the Jews don't like these people are half breeds. So you're half Jew, half Gentile, and we don't really rock with you like that. So old oh, little uppity Jews, instead of going through Samaria, they would go around Samaria. So it was not it was the custom, the custom route was not to go through Samaria. Going through Samaria would have been a detour. But according to John 3, he Jesus had to go through Samaria. He had to take this detour because there was a purpose in this detour. And the purpose in this detour was the Samaritan woman. Because Jesus came not to bring peace on the earth. Jesus came to bring fire on the earth. And, I mean, Jesus was really gangster. I don't really, like, I don't know how y'all read your Bible. But the way I read my Bible is, like, Jesus came and just broke all the rules. And he was like, you know how we say... I'll walk in here and I'll turn all this over. Well, he literally did that. Like he literally walked in and was like, I flip all this over and he flipped it all over. And he did everything that they that they said, Pharisees and such, they said he wasn't supposed to. He was like, I'm going to do this anyway because my father said I can and who's going to check me boo?" And that's what's, that, that is what his attitude was. And so I love like, so verse 28, you guys got to read it. I'm not going to go through the whole scripture. You got to read for yourself. But um, John 4, verse 28 it like it brought joy to my heart because Jesus was petty, right? I love the Lord and He I'm still a work in progress and the spirit of petty be on me. Sometimes i be trying for it not to be on me. But then when I realized that Jesus was petty too, it um it makes me happy. <laughs> it, may, it makes me happy. And, and so verse 20, Jesus wound up asking her, like, where's your husband? And she was like, I don't have no husband. Jesus was like, I know you got five. And that was such a read. Like, you ain't had to read her. I mean, he had to read her like this because she needed to know who he was. And um, so he wound up telling her all kind of other stuff about herself. And she was like, oh, you the Messiah? He was like, I'm him. She was like, I'm waiting for him. She's like, I'm him. So anyway, what happens? She winds up going back to Samaria, you know to the people of the town, and she's telling them all the things she heard. She talks to this man. And he knows all these things, and all the people of the town, they wind up coming, and they started talking to Jesus, He just started teaching and preaching. Excuse me, and they said, we believe because of her. So Jesus had to go to Samaria because he came to reach the people that they said he wasn't even supposed to be. Connecting with He wasn't even supposed to be talking to, fraternizing with, hanging out with, uh, uh congregating with, associate. He was supposed to be socially distancing himself from the Samaritans. <laughs> I'm sorry, this is it's not funny, but it is funny. Um, and he didn't, and he took a detour and he took his behind to Samaria and because of his detour, he touched the people that otherwise wouldn't have been touched and wouldn't have known the Lord because they made up their own religion and had their own rules. Because again, they were half, they were half Gentile, half true. And so, you know, it was like a little piece of you and a little piece of me that we mix together. And we're going to make a whole piece. And that's kind of what they did. And so if he had not taken this detour, if he had not taken his detour, um, Our world wouldn't have been changed the way it is, detour. I say all that to say, to encourage you, that detours, although they can be frustrating and confusing and they can create anxiety and a doubt and a fear, they're necessary. God is not going to take you on a detour unnecessarily. He's either protecting you from something or there's something that you need to see and do through this detour. You have, to, you have to learn how to embrace the detours of life and just trust him. And in our current state, because today is March 17th, and we are currently facing historic times, uncertain times. There's a lot of fear and anxiety and panic. Um, you got to trust on the one. God got this under control and he got you. And he got you. And if you got him, you're good. You are good. And I know it's hard when you don't know what's going to happen. When each day is something different. But the Bible tells us, don't worry about tomorrow because tomorrow got enough troubles on its own. worry about today. Today is enough. Remember that he, he is Jehovah Jireh. He is your provider. Trust him. This is a time where we have to cling to him. When you want a detour, the same way I had to solely rely on my GPS because I didn't know I was going. And I could have phoned a friend. But even if I phoned a friend, even if I caught my husband who was not directionally challenged and who was born and bred in Atlanta, so he knows the area better than I do. He wouldn't have known how to get me home because I wouldn't have been able to tell him where I was. I I would, again, very directionally challenged. I wouldn't have been able to tell him where I was. So I couldn't rely on anybody or I couldn't rely on anything but my GPS. And in these times where we feel like our lives have been shaken up to its core and we're currently all on a detour and there's uncertainty and, and some fear and some anxiousness, some anxiety, we gotta rely on the one who knows the map. That's God. So normally I, I've never prayed on my podcast. Um, not because I can't pray. It's so, just, you know, God never placed it on my heart to pray. But today He did. And I know that with everything going on, there are a lot of people who are beyond anxious, just to, it's their their anxiousness and anxiety and And fear goes beyond the fact that I don't know what's going on. Their anxiousness and anxiety and fear is, I don't know how I'm going to feed my family because I can't go to work. You know, while a lot of people were able to run to the store and to to stock up on stuff, there are people who weren't. Or there are people who had to decide, do I pay my light bill or do I go buy this food because I don't know how long we're going to be quarantined. Do I pay my car note or do I go stock up on medicine in first aid just in case one of us gets sick? And I want to pray for those people, all oh, those those people who are home with their children and it's just them. And now they have, you know, they're, they're having to homeschool. um, And it, it's a lot. It is a job. OK, it is a job. So to all my single parents, not just single moms, but single parents to to those parents who are married but you have a spouse who has a demanding job and you are in the trenches solo you know hello I stand in solidarity with you my husband is a first responder and he is out in these streets you know and um protecting everybody else (laughs) so I get it I definitely understand but I want to pray with you I want to pray that God gives you strength um Heavenly Father, we just thank you, even in the midst of uncertainty, even though we don't know what tomorrow is going to bring, God, we know who holds tomorrow, and that is you. God, I pray for everybody under the sound of my voice that is anxious and afraid and fearful. I rebuke those spirits in the name of Jesus, because you didn't give us a spirit of fear, but you gave us a spirit of power. God, I pray that you would meet them at the point of their need, because you said you are Jehovah Jireh, and we can rely on you for, for, for provision, God. So I pray that you would just meet them at the point of their need and that you give them everything that they need right now in the name of Jesus. Send somebody. Do the thing that you do that only you can do, God. Give them strength. Give them comfort. Give them resources, God. Let there be no lack in their house, God. We thank you because even in the current times, you are still good and you are still God. I pray over every mind, I pray over every household, every single parent, everybody who has to make the decision or who's debating on the decision of do I pay this bill or do I go get food, God bless them right now in the name of Jesus. And we will give you all the glory, all the honor and all the praise. We claim that it is so in Jesus' name. Listen. I hope y'all are encouraged, inspired, uplifted, and I hope that y'all are staying safe and just remember that God got us. I'm out.